I'm Matt Dixon, and welcome to the Purple Patch Podcast. The mission of Purple Patch is to empower and educate every human being to reach their athletic potential. Through the lens of athletic potential, you reach your human potential. The purpose of this podcast is to help time-starved people everywhere integrate sport into life. Welcome to the Purple Patch Podcast. As ever, your host, Matt Dixon, and it is time to revisit recovery. After all, it's been a few months and I do seem to have carried the label of the recovery coach. But the subject is relevant in these times. So many struggle to manage and integrate the physiological stress of training in this amplified global stress that we navigate in the uncertain times. Make no mistake, folks, the fabric of society is being stretched Global stress is elevated for almost everyone. And the awareness for the need of resilience, adaptability and a platform of health is rising. But a key component of development in these areas lies recovery. Often undervalued, misunderstood and skipped over. And so as you or we emerge stronger, there is going to be lots of hard work ahead. But success will only come if you make room for smart and strategic ongoing rejuvenation and recovery. Today, I, as the recovery coach, will take you through the journey. We'll discuss stress, both life stress and training stress. We'll identify what recovery truly is as it relates to improving your performance. And we create a framework to help you be successful. Elite athlete, busy mum time-starved executive, fitness enthusiast. If you want resilience, adaptability, and a platform of health and energy, well, this investigation into recovery is you. But before we get going, let's do our squatty update. Yes, our squatty update, and this is salient to today's topic. But in the last week or so, we've noticed a lot of what you might call fatigue creep in our squad of athletes. Now you might ask, why? Well, there are six main reasons that I think accumulate around our global squad of athletes fatigue. The first, we have been charging hard with a very specific focus uninterrupted for some weeks now. Collectively, Purple Patch athletes have risen through the months and executed, I would say, a startlingly consistent block of work. And many have, with irony, been more consistent and hit more work than you might imagine. The accumulation has arrived, but the body is ready to absorb. Fatigue is the reward of a great job, but as we will find out today, fitness happens with recovery. The second reason that I think our squaddies are feeling a little fatigue is this darn COVID thing. It really has become a pain in the arse. Let's get on and race, so many of the athletes are thinking. But parallel to the work accumulation is the undeniable mental fatigue of this craziness. So many people now are just at that edge. Can we get on with things? All the jokes and novelty videos are a thing of the past. COVID fatigue is a real thing. People talk about calving fever and island fever, but this existence really has delivered those things. In the head of the recent events in the US, well, 
just another wave of uncertainty and confusion, all of which is amplifying fatigue and stress for everyone. Thirdly, guess what? It's getting hot. Don't let it bypass you that the temperatures have risen much around the world. Summer is coming, at least in the Northern Hemisphere and even last week in the UK. The heat stress becomes a real fatigue accumulator. Athletes love to ignore it, but it's true. Fourth, our triathletes are starting to add swimming back into their program. Super duper. Everything is great. But if you have recently regained pool access and you've begun swimming again, it's likely adding to your fatigue creep. Number five, there is just underlying elevated stress in society especially in the US, and we can't ignore it. Make no mistake, as mentioned before, it's a stressful time. And there is an underlying pulse of uncertainty. Do you remember I've always spoken about how tough changes? Well, here we are. It's tough. We're in it. And finally, from the squaddy update, many of the athletes have had a little bit of a flawed execution of training sessions. And that has contributed to athletes feeling like they're fatiguing. Now, this is the big one. We have athletes, yes, even us Purple Patch have athletes that are strictly driven by the numbers. They are what I would call a metric head. Now, when you're a metric head, it's a little bit of a challenge sometimes because self-management sometimes becomes less easy or intuitive. Now, this is no one's fault, but it is a common aspect of athletes struggling. We also have athletes that, despite all of the stresses that we outlined above, are just checking the box. The aim and the mission is just to simply hit every session. Collectively, as a squad, we can continue to evolve and do better. We need to revisit this every time. And from my side as a coach and the coaching team, we can improve our clarity and education and guidance. But from the athlete's side, in this time when it's crazy, as we're here today, it's important that they continue to be courageous, listen, learn and adapt to becoming more successful. Now, we're going to charge towards vibrancy and it's great to understand all of these components. And we're going to be talking more about the essence of emerging from a little bit of fatigue in today's meat and potatoes, as we call it. But do you know out of the story what makes me most proud? That's that throughout this journey, as fatigue creep has come, and it sometimes does, it's the support of the athletes of each other. The fact that we've managed to create a truly safe environment for people to shout out and yell, hey, I'm fatigued. And it's not seen as a sign of weakness. And in fact, those calls for help are laden with advice and support from other athletes to each other, sharing stories, spreading the purple patch gospel, helping each other out, providing comfort, removing guilt in going easy or retreating from some of the hard work. And this is, in my mind, one of the essence of the Purple Patch Squad. It is community at its best, the subject of last week's podcast, a global community. And the hurricane of support enlivens performance across the board. It raises expectations. And a high-functioning community isn't just there for accountability. 
It's there to actually pick people up, to support and advise when things get tough. And so this week, as we do have a few athletes that are, help, help, I'm feeling a bit tired. Well, you know what it is? It's a good week to be a Purple Patch Squaddy. Now, I'll finish it there, but just with a little by the way. By the way, we'd love to have you. If you want to join us, or at least peek over the fence, check it out. purplepatchfitness.com forward slash squad, or just reach out to us. We can set up a chat, info at purplepatchfitness.com. It's a great community. We are charging, and we are setting up performance, not just for sport, but also life. Now, here we go, guys. While I'm in that promo mood, I'm going to wedge this in. I do need to hijack with a couple of promos this week. I have let you go for about three weeks in a row, and so I'm now I'm back to the reminders. So the first one, Purple Patch Fitness and Picky Bars. Join one-to-one coaching. We are still... Oh my God, will this guy ever leave my life? We are still celebrating Jesse Thomas's retirement. Good Lord. He's an afterthought nowadays, isn't he? If you're interested, go to purplepatchfitness.com forward slash picky bars promo. That's picky bars promo. Book a call to discuss one-to-one coaching. And if you join between now and June 30th, so you only have two weeks left, Purple Patch is going to throw in a three-month subscription to the Picky Blood. Let me say it again. To the Picky Club. Apologies, folks. There. You can also find not just the Picky Club, $100 value three-month subscription by joining one-to-one coaching. But even if you're just interested, you can get a promo card for 25% off all Picky Bar products. That's pretty nice and pretty generous from Jesse and the team. That's my job on promo number one. Number two, no payment needed here. Purple Patch, that's us, has teamed up with one of our key partners, Precision Hydration, to ensure to help force that you remain engaged, motivated, and empowered to, as we like to say, upskill your downtime. We're creating actionable steps and ongoing education. And so there are a couple of things. Firstly, with Precision Hydration Part 1, between now and June 30th, if you register for squad using the promotion code Precision Hydration, you'll be invited to sit in on an exclusive educational roundtable with myself and Andy Blow. It is heating up in the Northern Hemisphere, Global fatigue is creeping, and Andy and I are going to chat to you in a very small, intimate roundtable discussion on ways to combat it so that, yes, you do emerge stronger. You're going to hear me talk all about that in today's Meat and Potatoes. To find out details there, all you need to do is register, purplepatchfitness.com forward slash squad, and we will take care of all the rest. Secondly, the Sunday special review. The Sunday special, you've probably heard me talk about that a little bit, a habit that originated from our pro athlete squad, but quickly became apparent that this was a really basic but important habit that translates to the overall success of all athletes and performance driven enthusiasts. And it is folks stunningly simple, but it's a tool. A habit that develops self-awareness, honest planning, a sense of control leading into your week, and you get to play along. 
go to purplepatchfitness.com forward slash Sunday special and fill out our Sunday special form. And what we'll do is we'll have a review of it. I'll have a look at it and I'm going to give you some advice. I'll offer comments and recommendations of how best to maximize your time staff life. It's completely pressure free. You're going to find an example of a Sunday special laid out in grid form as well as a blank template you can print for your own use. And we will go on from there. Now, that is a lot of dirty promotions all crammed in to about four minutes. If you didn't have your pen and paper, all you need to do, go to purplepatchfitness.com, head to the podcast page, and we'll put all of the promotions there for you. But with that in mind, squatty update in the rearview mirror, and let's talk about time to get Barry out. Bazza, I need you, my friend. I need you. Drum roll. Bring out your mini guitar thingy, whatever that thing is. Loosen your lungs. It is word of the week. We like the way he thinks. Serious with the way. Let's open the book. It's time to take a peek. It's the dictionary word of the week. And the word of the week this week, it is the healthy commute. What is is Dixon talking about, I hear you say. There hasn't been a commute for me for months now. Has he not heard about your work from homes and your shelters in places? I have. And the reason that the word of the week this week is healthy commute is that it is anchored in just that. For so many people, they are missing a commute. Wait. Dixon again, missing a commute? In a weird way, yes, they are missing it. It is something to be missed. Because with shelter in place and work from home, a very strange occurrence and challenge is bubbling up for many people. And it's what I might call a lack of boundaries. Home, office, health, what social life you have, all confined, all colliding. One of the things we begin to appreciate about a commute, whether you're walking or riding or on the bus or train or, of course, driving, is that it is a time of transition. That time that you spend in cars or on a bus or on the bike or train provide a really natural transition and hence a barrier of worlds. It enables you on the way into work to get into the right headspace or transitioning home to get to home life after leaving work and many people right now are struggling they're struggling to work into family boom blurred lines no structure all that stuff but of course out of this very minor challenge but one that is important create for yourself a healthy commute use that time for yourself so what does that mean well that might mean every evening a very very easy low stress soul filling walk or run in the late afternoon finish the work and then head out 10 15 20 45 minutes low stress decompress return shower 
and with a clear mind transition into your evening. Or set up your day with training and then a real breakfast, 30 minutes of relaxed time. Read the newspaper, chat, contemplate, write, but don't just charge right into work. Or finish the day, not with exercise, but with meditation or guitar or something creative. Yes, the cool people know how to play the guitar. Before, of course, you go into dinner and an evening routine. It doesn't need to be long, but it is a truly wonderful use of your time that you never had before. But it's a gateway to create barriers, better transitions, and here's the wonderful part, a sense of control. Don't skip it. Embrace it. It is truly going to help. And it is one of my key performance habits that we integrate moving forward, at least until that real commute comes back into your life. And that is the word of the week this week, the healthy commute. And now for something really healthy, meat and potatoes. Yes, the meat and potatoes. And I'm going to tell you a story of Jackie. And Jackie might just sound a little bit like your story. And so we're going to label her the hero of the story. Jackie right now, at this time, is all tired. She's a triathlete and she trains about 8 to 10 hours weekly. Jackie is consistent. She loves her training. She really loves her groups of friends that she trains with. Now we go back to March and welcome COVID-19. Jackie faced all of the same emotions and challenges that many, many face. A new work from home situation. Stress, uncertainty. Although ironically, with a little more room, with no commute to the office. And while she navigated through those initial phases of fear, uncertainty, and a quest for stabilization, she did find her COVID-19 silver lining, that training capacity. And she took advantage. She filled her week, lots of good training. She even immersed herself in some fun challenges and events online. She had the boost of the soul-filling runs that replaced the soul-sapping commute time. Quickly, her hours crept up, 10, 11, 12, 13. But it was all good quality and she was able to absorb. She wasn't doing a thing wrong. She was taking advantage. She also, in this time, trained with more freedom. She had what you might call an evolved mindset. A little less obsession, a bit more fun, a little less analytical. All was going well. One month, two months almost guilty that in some ways she was kind of enjoying this bizarre, weird, new kind of life, becomes three months. And right when she was in the midst of the fog, it began to lift. Her swimming pools reopened, albeit for 45 minutes at reservations only, and racing, well, 
it became a real possibility. Boom, Jackie, boom. Targets are up. Time to get the game face on, yeah? Jackie starts to charge forward. Energised and enthusiastic, still working from home, she gets to reintroduce swimming. She maintains her biking and running. She ramps the focus. She begins to have more emphasis on eating well. She begins to assess sessions a little more deeply, carving apart her power files, diving in with the analytics. In fact, on a daily basis, Jackie's eyebrows get closer with the scowl, the focus scowl. She is Jackie the athlete again. Let's bring it, people. Emerge stronger and all of that. But, and there is a but, Jackie realises that she's tired. The ramp of focus brings forth not energy, but fatigue. Jackie is frustrated. All is not lost. Jackie's instinct is to battle through, to fight, to charge towards these races that now are becoming not a certainty, but at least a possibility. What she really needs to do is not fight, but she needs to pause. She needs to come out of the weeds. Jackie needs to self-reflect. If Jackie pauses and comes up, she'll suddenly realise that over the last months, yes, she's trained a little more, she's had greater training stress, but she has navigated massive stress. She's almost been Herculean with the amount that she's taken on, with kids school from home, trying to keep up with work, the overall uncertainty of everything with life. And she has managed really, really well, and perhaps ironically trained great with it. But the accumulation is real. So right now, she shouldn't charge. What Jackie should do is remember the essence of performance, that the recovery part of health and energy and global performance is central. Today, the power of recovery, your catalyst for performance, and there is no better time to dive into this topic than in the environment of elevated stress at a societal level. And with that, let's start the conversation there. Stress. We cannot talk about recovery without putting it into context. And we cannot put recovery into context without discussing stress. Your training that you do as a world-class athlete or a fitness enthusiast trying to fit some form of exercise into a busy life is a specific physiological stress. And that stress that you place, hopefully in a specific and structured way, should yield positive adaptations. You should get fitter, stronger, more powerful, etc. In fact, if we think about training globally, the purpose of training is to prepare yourself for performance in racing or life or whatever your goals are. You are building readiness. So for an athlete, it is readiness to succeed at the rigors and the demands of the events that you're training for. For a lifestyle enthusiast, it's about developing resilience and health to improve performance in all aspects of life. We build resilience and performance to responding to that specific physiological stress with positive adaptations. 
And here's a very cute, simplistic way to think about it. We take a brand new rubber band and we stretch it. And we stretch it and we stretch it. And if we stretch it, there is the stress. And what we want to create is something more supple. But if we stretch it too far, the accumulation of too much stress, it snaps. Whether it's your metabolic system or your musculoskeletal system, the same concept applies with training. But, and there is a big but, we apply training stress, that specific physiological stress, all within the context of all of the other life stress that we must absorb and manage on a daily basis. And here's the headline news, folks. The body is incredibly smart, but it's not great at differentiating between different types of stresses. Sleep deprivation, caloric restriction, an argument with a spouse, travel across time zones, the pressures of deadlines at work, all are stresses and they all accumulate and the body must manage these and adapt. In other words, you are only able to positively adapt to your specific training stress within the context of your broader life stress. And this is central to why we always talk about the mission of integration of training over simply dumping training on top of life and just battling to find ways to squeeze it in. And so with this in mind, you probably know by now that the adaptations, fitter, stronger, etc., all of those things occur with recovery, sleep, downtime, rejuvenation. This is when growth occurs. Are you all starting to realize why I say it takes courage to recover? And so with these insights, can you even imagine why any time-starved athlete's barometer of success is measured in the accumulation of hours and miles with the context of other life stresses ignored? I know, it's mental, isn't it? But that's how the vast majority of athletes and coaches approach training, in a vacuum, only measuring training stress, ignoring everything else that's going on, what are you, a mentalist? That's what I say anyway, coming from Essex. Look, to improve, you must work hard. There is no easy way. It takes consistent commitment. And how can I say it? Showing up. No gifts. No easy path. No shortcuts. And that's the beauty of sport and performance. But the catalyst and accelerant of your hard work is recovery. And in the last weeks, and as I predict over the coming months and years, you are going to hear a whole bunch more about resilience. It's going to be the word de jour, just like veganism was last year. You will likely hear 
how training and quality eating and other habits develop your mental and physical resilience. And it's all true. But the depth of your resilience and your energy and mood and fitness and performance improvements are all anchored in your approach to the broad topic of recovery. It is as much a part of training as intervals and hill repetitions. And so, should we all be lolloping around in compression socks and fall in love with our smoothies? Well, that's not really what I'm talking about. Effective recovery first emerges from your state of mind, your confidence. Here's a magic word, pragmatism, your big picture thinking and awareness, your strategic and non-emotional decisions around your training and performance. Remember, it takes courage to recover. It's plastered on the wall of the Purple Patch Centre. In bright neon lights, if you really want to know, it takes courage to recover. The very best, the very best, are masters of this. The weak bypass it or devalue its role. And so, let's revisit. Let's break down recovery. Because when I say it, oh, it's a lovely buzzword at the time, isn't it? Recovery. But what do I actually mean? Well, recovery is a period of rejuvenation, repair and healing. And it takes on many forms, from actual easy runs to sleeping, from compression to magic potion supplements sometimes. And so let's explore from macro to daily habits in the different forms that are coming. But what it isn't, is it isn't just taking a rest day from training and it isn't just having a massage even at that dodgy place with the gated entry and the nameless receipt payment system it's more nuanced than that in fact we can break recovery down into three main categories and all three are important and so let's do a quick and dirty reminder the first category of recovery is actually the recovery within your sport If you're an athlete or a fitness enthusiast, your recovery actually begins with your sport and your training. At a high level, the macro level if you want to be fancy, what we mean by that is actually integrating blocks of recuperation into every calendar year. Now this can be a time of unstructured training between seasons that you really let the muscles, the tissue and the system heal. It can be mini breaks from structured training in the middle of the year. It can be little mini blocks of lighter training for multiple days in a row that just enable you to have a quicker and more deep bounce back. Now at a deeper level, any single block of training that you have should have prescribed lighter days of training to enable you to have high performance on the very, very tough days, those sessions that are going to move and drive the performance needle. You should also have individual sessions that are simply built in to facilitate recovery, training that is actually programmed to promote recovery over chasing fitness, easy spins, easy swims, walks, easy jogging and more. 
but the actual purpose is recovery. And at the most micro level, we might even have recovery integrated on the back end of a very, very high intensity session that promotes recovery following some very tough intervals. Now, an awareness to lean into these components is that the greatest catalyst for both the performance in your very tough key sessions that are necessary and the ones that are going to make you the master of performance that you want to become, as well as consistency of performance and training and enthusiasm over the long haul is recovery. And the greater the life stress, the more valuable that component of your training becomes the downtime, the easy stuff. Remember the outbreak of COVID-19? There was a reason that I stood on my soapbox and heavily promoted what we called soul-filling training. It was to leave space for the additional underlying logistical and emotional stress that the crisis had layered on our systems. Pragmatism over stubbornness. It leads to long-term success. And so that is one bucket of recovery. But the second chapter in our book of recovery would be labelled lifestyle recovery. Now many of your habits fall under this category and your recovery approach under lifestyle will have a direct impact and the effectiveness of your sport training. Remember this if you remember nothing today. Just because you nail the lifestyle recovery components doesn't mean you're going to become a better fitness enthusiast or athlete. But you sure as heck cannot optimize performance without getting dialed in on your lifestyle recovery components. So what do I mean by lifestyle. Well, firstly, there is the big, big, big bucket of nutrition. And that would include absolute adherence to post-workout fueling. It is massively critical and it is a very simple rule. Consume calories, particularly protein and carbs, within 30 minutes of any training session. Now, you can listen all about this on episodes that were focused on this concept. If you want to know the deeper reasoning, just go back, find the podcast on fueling and recovery, and we can talk all about it. But realize that this is, for every single level of athlete and busy executive and busy mum, a great holistic habit. It's really important for energy management, health, and yes, optimized recovery. A second component under our bucket of nutrition is just that, a backbone of quality nutrition. And that is to deliver a platform of health, resilience and optimised recovery. We need it. And finally, hydration. You want to become a nice, saturated sponge, particularly around daily hydration or what we might call your energy juice. It is critical for cell function, immune system, hunger management, and stabilizing energy. Wowdy. There is a lot just in the nutrition category aligning with recovery, eh? But also under lifestyle, we have sleep. The quality of sleep, the quantity of sleep, somewhat genetic, 
but I promise you this, folks, four hours never cuts it. Daily naps are what we call timeouts of just quiet time. Yes, no screens. Short yet powerful times to reset and re-energize. Often miss, only culturally acceptable in the last few years, but becoming more so. And they are powerful recovery tools, both practically at a muscular level and hormonally. And finally, under lifestyle, I would put in meditation and time for yourself. Programming true downtime and an escape from the rigors of life and training is massive in the recovery spectrum. It isn't just social. And the performance benefits of meditation are now well proven. Okay, pause. Sport and the integration of recovery. Lifestyle and valuing the very simple and practical actions to boost recovery. And I haven't even sold you a thing yet. Nothing. Nada. All I've said is be smart in training, sleep well, eat plenty, take time out, stay well oiled with hydration, no pills, no frills, no belly aches. This is your recovery magic. And when you are fatigued, these are the things, these are the elements to lead into first. And we still have our final category, modalities, recovery modalities, body work and massage, foam roller, compression, e-stem. The list is vast and ongoing. Now, there are some great tools and there are some amazing practitioners. Look no farther than our partners at Sports Medicine Institute or SMI. Amazing, practical, knowledgeable, wonder hands all around. But for recovery on a daily basis, realize that these modalities and therapists are not the answer. They are really important cogs in the wheel, but they're not the oracles of recovery because you own that. Yeah. Sorry, I just dumped it on you. You own your recovery. Even weekly body work will not solve your challenges or up your training capacity if you go hard every single day, sleep poorly, don't deploy good habits around hydration and eating. Modalities are the things that can be marketed to you but are only powerful when coming off of the back of some really good habits and a little bit of pragmatism by you, the athlete. You own it, you're accountable. Now the very best practitioners can course correct and the very best tools can cover some bad habits. But this isn't monopoly. You don't get a get out of jail free card. In the same way, and this is important context, that just because you hire the best coach doesn't automatically provide success for you. It's the same for modalities and therapists. You own your journey and you are accountable. They can be great catalysts to optimize and they are there for support and to course correct. No more than that. So where from here? Well, you might be tired now. Remember our story, Jackie? Tired of masks, tired of bumping into people without masks, homeschooling, stuck at home, no pools, cold open water, training hard, the weather heating up, the stress of the world. 
it goes on and on. Let me out of this cage. It's okay. Many feel the same. But remember your cause. No, remember our cause. Emerge stronger. We're going to come through this phase and situation better than before. We are going to emerge. But emerging stronger isn't ramming your shoulder bravely into a barn door. That would just hurt. This is actually the time to pause and self-reflect. It's the time to double down on the principles of recovery as your leverage to retain health, energize, establish consistency and ultimately find performance. And so, very simply, go in this order. First, scrapbook it. Give yourself a little time to reflect on the last months. The good, the bad, the ugly. What's been great? What's been tiring? What have you navigated? You might realize just how much you've been managing. And many will realize some of the most Herculean accomplishments of the last months. And you might just feel a little self-empathy for your source of fatigue. And it's okay to acknowledge that. And it's okay to acknowledge you're tired. I do not want that to fall to fragility or self-pity. You need to pull your socks up, but you pull your socks up in a smart way. And so with that, number two, you get planning. Recommit to a pragmatic lens on your training. I've said it before. Hit the key work and support it with plenty of soul-filling training. But truly commit to the easy because that's the place of power. Thirdly, revisit the habits in your life. Sleep, nutrition, fueling, hydration. All of the basic habits that you can absolutely execute. You don't buy your way out of this. You don't need to pump yourself full of supplements. You don't need to get the latest recovery tool and think it's going to fix all of your ills. Get to the basics first. Be pragmatic. And with that, dial in your Sunday special. You remember that promo at the top of the show? You know, the one about upskilling your downtime? Well, integrate the Sunday special. Do it. Really, do it. It will help. In fact, if you do do it, then I'm going to review it for you. So there's your challenge. Send it in. Purplepatchfitness.com forward slash Sunday special. Do your Sunday special. I'll critique it. In fact, I might hammer you on it. You're doing way too much. What are you doing, John? You're being ridiculous. But no, I promise I'll be proactive and I'll try and be helpful. And in fact, if you jump onto the squad, I'm just going to carry on with my promo while I'm in the meaner potatoes. But of course, you get to spend time with Andy Blur and myself on a private call discussing it. But I actually, in honesty, think that that Sunday special, there's a reason that we're pushing this. And it is stunningly simple to do. It feels basic. But it is a backbone of what every one of my CEOs, executives, pro athletes and time-starved athletes lean into every week. A pause, a reflection, come up, look back and plan forward. And if you get to do that and you've nailed down your habits and you have a lens 
and then add your modalities and then start to get back to your practitioner and get used to your body work. But before that, before any of that that I mentioned, if you're tired right now, if you're starting to lack motivation, if you're worried about an event that's bubbling up in a few weeks that you may just get to go and do, do you want to know the course of action right now if you're tired? Take a break. Guilt-free, turn your back on the sport for 72 hours. Live life, play with the kids, relax, and do very little active stuff. 72 hours. It's a wonderful time to regress to the mean, to re-energize, to charge the batteries. And then after that, I would add 48 hours That's two days if you're counting, but 48 hours of fun activity. Not really training, but get active, move the body, go for a walk, go hiking, ride your bike if you want to, play. And then, after that 40 hours, do an endurance-focused workout. There. See how that makes you feel. Unleash the lion, because you will be back. I'm almost for sure you'll be back. And before you tell me, before I start to hear, but, 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 I know, I know, you have lofty goals. But guess what? This is the part that allows you to actually move forward towards those goals. It is the way to get out of the ditch. Only the brave will emerge. Are you coming with me? I want you to. We emerge stronger. It is going to take hard work, but it will be made great with recovery. Never forget it. And now we finish this rather blockbuster of a show with the fourth instalment of the Peter Minute. Wow, it feels like we need to create an introduction, doesn't it? The Peter Minute. As a reminder for you guys that are not loyal listeners, this is our ongoing journey about a man named Peter, and he's training for an unnamed event, and we chart his progress week by week, assuming that he is going to face several ups and downs, and we listen with hope that he will inspire us while we acknowledge that it is more than likely that he's simply going to disappoint. And as I've heard from many of you folks this week, It is the fourth week. Perhaps this is the week that we're going to start to see cracks in Peter. The honeymoon is kind of over. Training is on in earnest. Will he buckle emotionally? Will his social life ambitions get in the way of his sporting goals? Will his musculoskeletal frame let him down towards injury? Week four. Surely it all goes wrong in week four just like any crime drama. But no, ladies and gentlemen, far from negativity, Peter this week bursts into confidence. Some are saying that his confidence levels of completion are edging towards the low 30%. And there is nothing more symbolic of growing confidence than the purchase of new shorts. Yes, this week was new shorts week, 
And Peter chose something with a little pizzazz. That, ladies and gentlemen, if ever I've seen one, is a sign of hope. Now it's too early to get excited, but so far so good. One month in, we still wait for our first obstacle, but for now we begin to dare to dream. Stay tuned in the coming weeks for more of the Peter Minute. This week he tackles his first serious training challenge, but more on that next week. It is the Peter Minute, and it also is the end of the show. Thanks so much for listening, folks. Stay smart, retain the courage to recover, and amplify your hard work. Oh, and be nice to each other. It really is worth it. Take care. Thanks so much for listening. This has been the Purple Patch Podcast. If you like what you hear, would really appreciate it if you share with your friends and even go the extra mile and head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and review the show. The Apple Podcast link is in the show notes. Your support and positive reviews go a huge way in increasing our visibility and also the exposure to time-starved people everywhere who want to integrate sport into life and ultimately thrive. Don't forget, you can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Cheers. <laughs>